We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It is that time. Five o'clock on Wednesday. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. Been a rough week for Philly after that eagle elimination. So I'm going to give you the five New York sports figures who made very bad decisions going to Philadelphia. (laughs) What's that based on? Hmm. Our turncoat boss who decided I'm going to leave New York for Philly? Hmm. Who's that now? (laughs) (laughs) Here we go! Number five. The Sanchez, Mark Sanchez. I always forgot he was an eagle. Now, what? I have to protect Sanchez. He was was, an eagle, yeah. I don't remember that at all. Well, because he stunk. (laughs) Uh, It's not his fault he left the Jets and had to pursue other options. They kind of left him after those two AFC championship games uh, and the fallout. But... He ends up on the Eagles for two years following the Jets, gets 10 starts, goes four and six. Not exactly the answer Philly was looking for. Interesting. No. Yeah. Interesting. Bad. Number four. I apologize. In the last 45 seconds since you've announced the Cinco de Five, which I think is a very creative one, especially considering we're honoring the turncoat that's decided to leave New York for Philly, Spike Eskin, our now former PD. Uh, I have my own list now in my head. I got like 10 names, so I'm I'm mm. watching to see how accurate you are. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. And Number remember, four. they had to be poo in four. Right. I know four. It had to have not worked. It couldn't right. just because you hated it, Evan. I got you. You hit four already? Yeah, you already hit four. Go ahead. Okay. It's Rico Bronia. Now, <laughs> now after three iconic years in New York that left a legacy forever with a young Evan Roberts, <laughs> he headed to Philadelphia where his time with the Mets, he hit. Almost a uh, three hundred combined. Yeah, drops down to a three sixty five bat. Uh, I'm sorry, two sixty five batting average. Look, he was never a disaster in Philly. He was never necessarily great in New York. But we have the Rico Bronya podcast. That's this crazy. is the Rico Brogna podcast. Any Philly fan thought of doing that? So the legacy lasted here. Philly, not so much. Yeah, Toby Borland and Ricardo Jordan. That's who we got for Rico Bronya. One of the worst trades in the history of the Mets. Number three. All right, Toby Borland. Uh, This one we we will do quickly Because I don't know if Evan and Tiki even know who this is But Kevin Hayes Oh, the hockey player, yeah Yeah, Kevin Hayes was a former young and -and up-and-coming Ranger Big center for them Gets a huge contract Goes to Philadelphia Where his playoff appearances have been few and far between You're missing a lot of guys Yeah, he's still You're missing a lot of guys I got my own list I'm going to pound you with when you're done What are we up to two? Yeah, keep pounding me Number two Steve Smith Steve Smith. Oh. He was on the uh, the the Dream Team Eagles. Yes. So yeah. this is remember. I remember where I was actually listening to WFAN in the car, mm-hmm. Big Mike, when the news broke that Steve Smith. Because remember, this was during the strike year ahead of eleven, where player movement was frozen. Right. Yep. Steve Smith was coming off microfracture surgery, Pro Bowl receiver for the Giants. Everybody assumed he was coming back, and he heads to the stinking Eagles to join the Dream Team Eagles, our rival. Mm. We were mortified. We were horrified. But guess what happened? 
in week three versus Steve Smith and the Eagles, Victor Cruz emerged in his slot right. spot, and the Giants went on to win a Super Bowl, and Steve Smith basically was never heard from again. Yeah. Right. Does he cons- is he considered once a Giant, always a Giant? So Steve Smith, I think, has the most critical play that's never talked about in Super Bowl Forty Two, where uh-huh. he finds the sticks for the first down between the Tyree play well, and the plexiglass to touchdown. But you went to Philly. Get lost, dude. Boy, I'll tell you, <laughs> that, that question shows the difference in mentality we have. If a guy wins a championship for the Jets, yeah. the Mets, the Nets, I know, but he went they to the could, Eagles. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. That guy would be like, we'd give him a statue. You left us and we said, we don't need you, and we won again. All right. We. Okay. Number one. It's Spike Eskin. Uh, <laughs> look, dude, you want to go back to that city where the Eagles are crumbling, where Embiid has a foot out the door, a foot that's actually healthy, where they cheer struggling players now instead of booing them? Nah. Honestly, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for teaming us up. Kick rocks, dude. <laughs> Good riddance. Good riddance. And by the way, Spike Eskin, creator of Cinco de Five O today and every day. <laughs> five o'clock. By the way, I got four names for you that went from New York to Philly and things got far worse. You ready? All right. No particular order. A little bit older, Kenny O'Brien. Ken O'Brien actually ended his career with the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's go recent now. James Bradbury. He's a pro bowler with the Giants. He cost them a Super Bowl oh, a pro- and decides not to tackle. But he was he, good last year. He was good. He was a pro bowler last Stop year. Stop I didn't count him. Right. He cost them a Super Bowl. I know, but he was a good player. All right. Yeah. D.D. Gregorius. Mm. I this was not, I gotta be honest, this was number six on my list. Okay. Because mm. D.D. was a very much like New York Yankee when he was here. Yep. Caused the New Yankee Stadium to be the loudest maybe I've ever heard it when he hit that home run in the wild card game. And he goes to Philly, and I don't know what happened to poor D.D.'s career, but he's essentially out of baseball now. He is officially my favorite Yankee of all time that never won a championship. Well, is it wasn't he hurt? Didn't he get hurt? Yeah, I think he may have had an injury. Did he have Tommy John, I think? He might I think he did. He was winding down, which was weird. He it was right. earlier than it should have been for his career. And how about this one? Mm. This guy not only won a World Series for the New York Yankees, multiple, one as a player, one as a, or a few as a player, one as a manager. He then goes to Philadelphia, can't handle the media, gets fired midseason that sparks the Phillies to a World ah. Series. Joe Girardio. That's, mm. you're right. You're right. Jumping Joe Girard. Do you remember that from that Steve one, Summers? That one should have made the list. Thank you. That's, That's a bad one. Over yeah. Kevin Hayes? I mean, come on. Yeah, but he was thinking players. Also, I'm it. sorry, and as we might be a bossless rudderless ship, I speak for the <laughs> hockey fan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate it. Stay going to five every day at five o'clock. It, what's really depressing about this is there's a lot more New York to Philly that worked for them than Philly to New York that works for us. Like, there's a lot of... Guys that left us to go to Philly and things got better. Like, Len Dykstra is a beloved Met, yeah. but and maybe the Royals right. have something to do with it if he was on it. He goes to Philly, yeah. he's even better. Yeah, that's where he's remembered in a lot of ways. Yeah, so there's a lot of who, unfortunate. But who who did Philly came here? That got better? No, that it was worse. Oh, you said God. It was, you said it Len was Len Dykstra for Juan Samuel, so Juan Samuel. We'll go with that. <laughs> that one jumps out at me off the top. The immediate, the immediate trade. I don't know, man. I got to think about our two cities and how linked they are. But they are very, very linked. Speaking of Philadelphia, uh, last check, I had heard today that Nick Sirianni was going to meet with Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, on the heels of that just incredibly embarrassing Eagle loss and their conclusion to the season in which they completely collapsed. 
Do Giant fans want Nick Sirianni fired because you don't like him? Mm. Or would you rather him keep the job thinking, hey, things are bad in Philadelphia. I hope they keep him. Yeah, it's like one of those things where you're cutting your nose off to spite your face. right? You think that you're doing a good job by rooting for him to be fired and and turmoil exists for the Philadelphia Eagles. But he's likely to get replaced by one of these other young Head coaching or, gurus. Or Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel right. or one of the really right. appealing head coaches or, or, that are available. Or whoever it is, it's a better coach. And that's actually not a good thing. Yeah, I <laughs> want him to keep his job. You do. Right. That's yeah. what I thought. You know what it is? It's true since Monday, what I've thought about a lot. Of- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. As a Giant fan and noted Eagle hater, it was so quick those six weeks that they crumbled. I didn't get enough crumbling. Mm. I need a full season of them thinking everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. They're going to they're going to fix their offensive line because now with Jason Kelsey out, they got to find you know that's called another fixing anchor. it. By the way, Jason Kelsey has denied that he is retiring. He hasn't made a decision yet. Just to mm. clarify, oh. even though that's what was widely reported coming out of the locker room. I understand, room. but Jason oh, Kelsey no. said on his podcast with Travis, I have not made a decision, so mm. I haven't retired no, yet. Then you can't do the publicity stunts like he did today, pulling up to McDonald's to hand his right. favorite coffee girl a signed jersey. Yeah. You're doing the retirement tour? You saw that, right? You saw that? I saw what? He gave a, uh, like a, uh, and went to McDonald's and gave this woman a jersey. Well, I've told you he's a phony. I told you that guy's yeah. the other day, and you didn't want to listen to me. Oh, I don't need another guy in the NFL doing the, I'm not really retired, I'm I, retired. I, don't argue with me. All I'm telling you is Jason <laughs> Kelsey said, I have not retired yet. I'm just giving you the information. You're don't right. kill me like I'm a bad guy. Evan, I'm going to say that something very a, That requires a look at his contract. Yeah. Evan, I'm sorry. Seriously. Thank you. I can't stand Jason Kelsey like you, and I jumped down your throat for being the messenger. I appreciate it. All right, so we'll finish your point now. What was your point? I don't I think I lost there was one. No, the point is I need a full season of crumbling. Tiki was about to tell me how they're going to repair the offensive line. Get lost. I hope they suck next year. <laughs> well, they're going to hire Wink Martindale to fix their defense. Yeah, right. And, and, and Jalen Hurts is going to be healthy for a whole season. What does, because I've always been curious about this. So the Eagles collapsed. We all enjoyed it here in New York. Whether you're a Giant fan, non-Giant fan, yeah, we loved it. It was a lot of fun. When Nick Sirianni goes into the office and he meets the owner, the boss, and Jeffrey Lurie, who is visibly upset about this collapse and this game the other night, sits down and looks at Nick and says, why the hell did this go so bad? Yeah. Nick Sirianni has to give an answer that keeps him his job. Like, he needs to almost grovel to this billionaire owner and say... This is what happened, and this is why I'm the right guy to keep this ship flowing. So I assume, and this is why I would love, and I speak for Philadelphia when I say this, I wish there was a video camera in that meeting. Well, Because you'd be watching a grown man beg for a job. Sort of like when a Republican has to endorse Donald Trump after right. running against him. It's very similar. You know? Like, right. oh, please. This is going to work on a dropout. Hey, Donald, I endorse you now. I Jose you. Altuve. Forget what I said on the campaign trail two weeks ago. Right. That did not happen. I love you. So yeah. I think the first thing that happens is what went wrong. That's that's the question that's going to ask. And, and it's going to be asked, and he's going to have to answer it. And he'll make some excuses. Got old at the offensive line. We're, we made some bad decisions in the defense, yada, yada. We might have to make some 
uh, head, uh, assistant coaching changes, but we just need better players. Like that, That's what he's going to do. He's going to go through the process. And the mm-hmm. question becomes, does he have an answer? Right, So if you're going to move on from Sean Desai, your defensive coordinator who you demoted, and Matt Patricia, who wasn't much better, who are you bringing in? And so if he has a relationship with Wink, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to call up Wink and we're going to talk, and then that could be the guy. Right, So you got to have you got to answer the question, but then you also have to have your own answers. Mm. Right, And if he doesn't, that's when, that's when owners start going, well, maybe we need to move on. Yeah. Right, because it takes time. I remember last, or when was it, two years ago? When... Uh, who got fired like late? It took like a week. You remember what I'm talking about? I'm forgetting now. Well, Peterson uh, got fired very late. Yeah, Peterson. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. The last time the Eagles did this after the season, it was like a whole. Do you have an answer? We knew it went well, wrong. Well, but by it was the way, like, do we have way, an answer? What's very similar to this is my understanding of the Doug Peterson firing is that that meeting he had with Jeffrey Lurie yeah. went bad. To that's why Jeffrey fired him. Right. So, which could be the same thing for Sirianni today. Right. But it took, it didn't happen immediately. It it took him like six or seven more days before he finally said, all right, Doug, we're going to move on. Right. Because he was the late fire. It was actually surprising because we thought he survived it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, uh, that was the tanking yes. game where they took yes. out, you know, the, the quarterback and who they took out Jalen Hurts and put in whoever it was to, to lose that last game so they could, so they could tank. And he just couldn't survive it. And so Sirianni's going through the same thing. I think Mike McCarthy is as well. It just it takes a little time for some of these things. Other coaches are obvious. Like, you just know they're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think other guys, there's nothing they can say in a meeting that's going to keep them their job. Yeah, that's right. I think that in the case of Sirianni and maybe Mike McCarthy, because we're all waiting. Like, as football fans, for a myriad of reasons, maybe it's as haters, if you're a Giant fan, or just as an intrigued football fan, we're waiting to find out the fates of Mike McCarthy and Nick Sirianni. Because as soon as they suffered the kind of losses they suffered, it opened up the speculation of, oh, my God. But I also think that Nick Sirianni didn't make himself a favorite of anybody. Like, I can can go look at – I'm trying to think of a coach that this applies to. Dan is not – it doesn't work because I I know I'm I'm friendly with him. Dan Campbell? Yeah, Dan Campbell, but – I'm trying to think of a coach who I would you watch and look at uh, uh, D'Amico Ryan mm-hmm. down in down in Houston. I'm not a Houston Texan fan, but I look at D'Amico and his demeanor and how he goes about coaching that team and the success that he's had, and you actually you can like root for him. Yeah, right. You feel like okay, I I, I like this guy. Sirianni's the opposite. He's the opposite because yeah. he he makes you hate him with his with his antics. Yeah, and so. When something bad happens to him, like this collapse and this potential firing, you're like, good, you deserve to be fired because you were a jerk yeah. all the time. But the problem is, as much as you guys, and I think Sean's right about this, as much as you guys, guys, you guys <laughs> don't like him, and I get it, you want him to get his comeuppance. He is fired right. as head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, you want to see that like you're watching porn. You want to see Jeffrey Lurie, Vince McMahon him. You are <laughs> fired. The problem with that, is that all of a sudden we are staring at one of the most impressive free agent classes of head coaches we have ever seen. Right, Bill Belichick, as much as you may not think he would take the job, he is the greatest head coach in the history of football, and he's available. Mike Vrabel is a pretty damn good candidate considering all he accomplished Mm -hmm. in Tennessee. That's a damn good candidate. Jim Harbaugh is a damn good candidate. Like, as much as you would want to see the comeuppance of that evil guy (laughs) you don't like, 
The result may be really right? bad. His for you. replacement would could be a whole lot better. Yes. By the way, I feel like Jim Harbaugh is still lobbying just to get a better college contract. Did you hear the latest thing about? His... Well, he's interviewing for head coaching jobs. Of reportedly, is, the Chargers done, and the Falcons. But he's done that every single year. Correct. Yes. Right. Yeah. Then the latest from Michigan, from the Michigan side of this, is that he's if he's going to stay at Michigan, he's asking for a no termination clause. Well, I mean, that's not a bad lifetime deal. Right. And well, it's, well, I don't, I don't think it's a lifetime deal. How's that work? Because cause he's under investigation for, I don't know, whatever the nonsense NCAA is trying to throw at him right now. The spying. I don't even think it's that. I think, oh, it's, I think it's recruiting violations. But, I mean, all these dudes are cheating at this point. Like, mm. As he said, his quote, we're robbing the same train. We might as well give kids some of the money. And so he just doesn't want to be fired if there's a show cause for whatever happened in the recruiting violation he's being investigated for. But anyways, I've always said this about Jim. Like He's not coming to the NFL. I feel like he's just trying to better his deal, which he did at least twice, maybe yeah. three times, yeah. with the University of Michigan. This year feels different, though, because he, he, he did what he came there to do. Yeah, he's accomplished everything there. If right. he's going to leave, now would be the time. Exactly, because if he doesn't leave now... I mean, does it keep coming back around for the NFL? Here's what I would say, man, and I'm only one guy talking. If he doesn't leave now, I'm done ever talking about him as an NFL head coach. Like, we have to just put that to rest. You'll just just be surprised when it happens. You're not talking about it or speculating it's going to happen because it's been at least four times. For many years at this radio station, one of the topics that would never go away, it finally did, is Bill Cowher. Mm-hmm. It would never go away. There's a jet opening, Bill Cowher. Let's call Bill Cowher. Giant opening, let's call Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher. It was always a thing. And finally, there was a day in which I'm like, this is just, can we, this ain't happening. Right. Like, he's not doing it. No. And finally, I think it's over the last six or seven years, it's never brought up anymore. Like, we just accept that. Right, he's not doing it. I think after a national championship, with some of the appealing openings that are out there, mm-hmm. if he doesn't take a job now, enough. It's over. He's a college coach now. He's at Michigan. We're done. He's also got to be wanted. Right, I think these teams would want him, but they also got to do their diligence, right? Well, what 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 I would be offended by, okay, if I was Bill Belichick, is I am Bill Belichick. I am the greatest head coach in the history of football. We can debate that, but he's up there. Even if you don't think he is, yeah. top three. No, he is. Okay, so he, you accept that? Yes. He's the greatest head coach in the history of football. He doesn't get interviewed for jobs. <laughs> That's like saying Tom Hanks has to audition right, what, for a movie. Right. What are you what are you saying? What are you asking Bill Belichick? No, no, Bill's and, asking and, you questions. No, it's like so, so I want to come work. I, I want to come work for your or your your organization. Yeah. You guys are crap. Otherwise you wouldn't want no, I wouldn't no, be. Here. You guys are thinking about this all wrong. What? He is still 71. I think even if you're not asking him football questions, Bill, how do you feel about your health? How long are you looking <laughs> to do this? Stuff like that. Like yeah, Bill Belichick comes in. You probably hire him right away. But I do think, much like the Rodgers at 40 question, there needs to be a little comfortable. But, but Sean, Sean, that's it. I agree with you. Like, I would want to know, hey, yeah, those cursory things. what's your intent? Yeah. That's totally fair. But outside of that, it ain't a normal interview. Of course. Mm-hmm. It Otherwise, can be six minutes long. Uh, can Although, you tell me about what scheme you'd like to run, uh, you know, if a team comes out and they go five wide? We'll you always do what's right? best you're for not, the football you're not team. Asking, no. You're not asking Dude, Bill Belichick those type of questions. Bill Belichick. In his mind. Bill Belichick interviewing for the Falcons is like some casting director asking Meryl Streep 
to read a script. Let's see how it sounds. No, it's Meryl bleeping Streep. If you want to offer her a job, you say you say Miss Streep. You don't even say Meryl. You say Miss Streep. We would love to offer you a job. That's what. Like that's how I viewed it when I heard that the Falcons were interviewing Bill Belichick. They I'm like, man, if I'm Bill yeah, Belichick, they just brought him in for a visit. Look, I told you what's going to happen. Flowery Look, branch. It's a great flex for their social media to tweet out that they interviewed him. I know. Oh, we interviewed Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. Great. Bill's interviewing you, but I can't wait to find out if the Eagles are going to fire Nick Sirianni. This is like the most excited thing I am about in sports right now, besides the Nets losing by 30 to the Portland Trailblazers. Let's go to Mike in Union, New Jersey. What's up, Mike? All right, what's up, fellas? What's up? You know, I want to go back uh, to the previous caller who kind of mentioned about the schedule and, and all that. There's no way you're doing a, a one-month break <laughs> in football. but I know, there but, is, but it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big soccer fan, so I get it, but not not for not for U.S. football. But um, uh, my opinion about the schedule, and I've been I've been thinking about this, and I always wanted to voice my opinion. Today's the day uh, is I think the NFL should go to a 20 week season, 20? 18 regular season games, and two bye weeks. So the you you incorporate an extra week for right. player safety yeah. or or injuries. And you can be more creative with the schedule. You are, so, um, you're right, because in 1993, the NFL had a two-by-week season. Obviously, there were 16 games. It was yeah. an 18-week season. That giant Cowboy game at the end of the 93 season was week 18. And that always made sense. Like, double-by-weeks make sense. I agree with you. I'm not a fan of the 18-game season, but it is inevitable. Mm-hmm. But if you have an 18-week season... Having a 20-week NFL regular season makes absolute sense right. on, like, every level. Right, because it's an attritious game. We see it every year, and I feel like more so every every season. Guys just don't last. Uh, I don't know if the training is different or if the preparation is different. I mean, I, I have my opinions on all of that, but guys are hurt consistently in the NFL. So if you have two equally timed out or placed, I should say, bye weeks, then I think it makes it so much easier to field of like your best team instead of just the team that you have. How many times this year did we see oh, XYZ's called up from the practice squad? Right. right? The, the, who is this guy that comes up? Oh, he's an undrafted free agent from McNeese State, uh, who, like some place that you never heard of. And he's got to go out there and play a game. And sometimes he's good. A lot of times they're not. And so I think the extra bye week, the extra like healing time is necessary. But the question is, how does the NFL do it? Because then they have to start the season. No. No, you just push the end of the season back. And President's Day Super Bowl. It's easy. You don't, you don't move the season up. The season is perfect where it starts. Why? The Thursday after Labor Day. Because it's just, I don't, you know what, Tiki? It's like a shoe that fits so well. Yeah. You just know it's right. Mm. It's like when you go home tonight and you look into your wife's eyes. Yeah. You just know it's right. Well, she'll be out at a birthday party, but. Look at you. <laughs> You're home alone again. Craziness. Mm-hmm. Look at you. You're party no, I'm home with the kids. Oh, that's not as appealing. <laughs> Take that back. But I'm not going to ask you the question I asked you last Friday when you were home for the entire weekend by yourself. By the way, what was the number? Five? <laughs> we had bets, me and Sean and Lugie. Five in the first hour. Yeah, yeah. Was my guess. yeah right. Yeah. Tiki, just hold your right hand up. I want to see you make a fist. Every shower. <laughs> <laughs> You could be a switch hitter. Uh, I didn't take him as a shower guy. <laughs> Yesterday, we mentioned that the inevitable is coming, and I know a lot of fans are excited about this. The inevitable that MLK Day will now feature an NFL doubleheader because once the NFL gets an opportunity to try something out, if it's successful, mm-hmm. they will stick with it forever. Well, the ratings have come in. Uh-oh. 
for Bills Steelers on CBS on MLK Day at 4.30. Yes, middle of the day. Middle of the day. It is the highest-rated AFC wildcard game in, like, five years. Is that right? (laughs) The Steeler-Bill game had 31 million viewers. It was the third highest-rated game of the weekend. The highest-rated game of the weekend was Green Bay-Dallas, despite it being a blowout. It got to 40 million. Rams-Lions was at 35.8. And the only other game to eclipse 30 million was Steeler-Bills. 31 million on Monday afternoon. So the reality is this, whether I like it or Sean likes it or anybody in the audience likes it, and I made you this prediction on Friday, and now I feel even better saying it on Wednesday, the MLK Day doubleheader is here permanently. And, oh, by the way, Adam Silver, if you're listening, Roger Goodell has a message for you. It's go bleep yourself. (laughs) Dude, and even if they don't do a doubleheader, the game outrated the night game each of the last two years. It's a better slot for them to do the game at 4.30 right. Eastern than it right. is Monday night, even if they only wanted one. Right. So only if you wanted to just do the day game and not the night game as well. Yeah, it's, they it's wouldn't. It's a better rating. They wouldn't, but in theory, if they're only keeping one month, why wouldn't they well, look at a higher well, rating? Well, think about it, because a it's a holiday. So at 4.30, in the middle of the day, you're like, all right, I'm chilling. I'm right. not doing anything. Right. At 8 o'clock at night, you're like, man, I got to get up and go to work tomorrow. Right, right, right. My kids got to go. Well, we didn't, obviously, because it was a snow day. But you're like, God, I got to go to school tomorrow. Like, ah, I'm bailing at 11. Hmm. I'm bailing at 1030. Right? The, the the midday game is actually is actually a better slot. Maybe that's what people, ends up happening. For people yeah. to watch. Yeah. yeah. So on air stroll poll. This happens next year. Are we off the air at four? He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out. Let's see who the new PD is. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins Chiefs had twenty three million viewers. I know it rubbed people the wrong way that NBC was bragging about it. Like, ah, oh, the Peacock, we got twenty three million people. Mm-hmm. That was the lowest rated football game of the weekend, but twenty three million is still a massive number. The next lowest was 28.6 by Philadelphia-Tampa. How many people watch that if it's on regular NBC? Like, how many people do they actually use, lose, by it being exclusively on Peacock? Peacock? It can't be that big of a number. Well, it's probably five, five or so million. Yeah, I would say say that, yeah. Right, not not like something that you're going to not do this ever again, but it's a good number. Yeah, but... That's also the first time you've ever done it. That's an impressive number, I think. That's what I mean. But if it was... It would never be this, but if it was, say, say that game was Chiefs-Bills, there would have been a lot of signups and, you know, cancels, right? There would have been a ton well, more. You know what I wonder about? 9.30 at night, because I heard a few people call this radio station over the last few days and say, hey, I didn't get Peacock. Peacock. I wasn't going to do it. I watched it on my phone. If that is a 17-17 game with three minutes to go in the third yeah. quarter, how many people say, okay, I got to figure this out? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I just did look up. So 23 million was the high water mark for Dolphins Chiefs. Last year was the comeback, the Charger Jaguar game. Mm-hmm. In the same time slot. Same time. That's why I'm comparing. It's apples okay. to apples. Go ahead. 21 8. Is that right? It outrated the game from last yeah. year. Now, last year. This is a much more appealing what, game, what was obviously. that game? It was Chargers, Chargers Jaguars. Jaguars. And a blowout. A lot of people probably checking out at halftime yeah. that might have missed the comeback. But it was over the air, NBC for everybody. This is more appealing. It was a chief well, game. I got to tell you, maybe that's why NBC decided to do that. Oh, right. Well, because they wanted. Well, they no, wanted no, no, an appealing game on their Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, but they didn't get a good rating last year. 
Right? Yeah, I guess in the whole grand scheme of things, that's not that good of a rating. No, yeah. right? If what? if Peacock beat the over the air, that's amazing. Yeah, it would have been the lowest from a year ago. Yeah. Despite that game not being appealing on paper, the fact that Peacock beat Peacock. it is pretty impressive. Right. And let me tell you, I, I've pumped up WWE Network as one of the reasons why you should get Peacock. They sold me on something else, Ted. And I'm willing to tell you, this is the best television show on TV right me, now, Ted. Ted. Ted is the best television show out there. Period. It is so oh. funny. It is over the top. It is dirty. Oh, it's dirty. <laughs> See, Tiki would love it. Their whole episode that I watched the other night was about, I can't even say what it was about because it's so dirty. Peacock. Put it this way. It's about what you probably did yeah. most of the weekend <laughs> yeah. since you were home by yourself. That was the entire episode. And me and my wife, we love, this show yeah. is the best. My wife, after three episodes, is ready to call it a top five show of all time. Really? <laughs> wow. Your wife? And she's a hard judge. Now, Wait, here's the I thing. Did I watch this with my wife or should I watch it on my own? Does I, your wife have a dirty sense of humor? I'm whipping one out. You know, yeah. Yeah, she'll like. Here's the thing that I think is appealing about it because peak, the peacock. 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 You are watching essentially a hysterical sitcom, but uncensored. Yes. So yes. Curb is the closest thing that we've gotten to this because it's on HBO? No. So many, many years ago, do you remember Louis C.K. and Jim Norton? Remember Jim Norton? He was yeah. on Opie and Anthony. And this is the only reason I knew about the show because I liked Opie and Anthony. Jim Norton was on a sitcom with a laugh track. And I watched it just because I heard, oh, little Jimmy's going to be on a, a sitcom with a laugh track. And it was grotesque. Like, I saw Louis C.K. naked. Like, it was wow. It was over the top. <laughs> and I remember saying to myself, I think the show's good. But what I love about it is I love the idea that here's this quote-unquote traditional sitcom, but it's rated R. Mm. Like, that's kind of cool. And so, to me, that was the first of the first. But you're right about Curb. But I think that this show, Ted, which for those that don't know, the movie Ted came out many years ago with uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. And the guy who plays the voice of Peter in uh, Family Guy. Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. About the doll that comes to life. Comes to life. The teddy bear. Yes, the teddy bear. Okay. They made a prequel where all the episodes are about Mark Wahlberg as a kid. And it's TV 14. Yeah, but they're dropping (laughs) F-bombs. They're talking about... (laughs) Yeah, and the mom, and it's the mom from Euphoria. It's a good cast. It's, It's honestly... So well written, dude. I, I I'm, I'm I don't want to say top five like your wife. It's the best show on TV. Yeah. Now my wife's been watching a lot of my 600 pound life, both which use <laughs> me in the shower and on Max. But uh, yeah, she loves it. She's into it. it. I think it's reunited our relationship. Really, it's got it you got, back together. Oh, well, football that. season's winding down. It's giving us something to like enjoy together. So, so you are someone, by the way, because I already had Peacock. You had Peacock too, right? I've had it for ever. Peacock. Okay. By the way, this conversation is making Lukey so happy. Here, I love it. <laughs> I had it for soccer, by the way. You had it for oh, soccer. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I had it for WWE Network. You got it squarely for football. Yes. Now, you've enjoyed WWE Network. Yeah. And you like Ted. Are you sticking with Peacock? Peacock? I think for now, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It worked. Well, I, worked, no, right. I, I, just, I mean, I got like 11 more Royal Rumbles to watch. <laughs> and you got to wait till February to see Oppenheimer. Yes. Oh, that's right. Well, well you can you. rent it. Yeah, but if I know I'm already paying the five ninety nine, dollars it's, well it's stick. five bucks, dude. And it's principle, Tiki. You know, <laughs> I'm a man of principle. You can pop your own popcorn, sit in your living room or your movie room or whatever. Yeah, but you can't watch it on Peacock. Peacock. The point is, you just Pe- like Peacock. Peacock huh? works. No, no, their their gimmick of getting people. I was already there. Tiki was already there. I'm sure. Let's say half the audience was already yeah, there. I think like twelve to fifteen that were already there. Okay. 
they got Sean Morash, who literally only bought the... See, here's the question. Now, WWE wouldn't do it. But if Joe Beningo started watching Ted with his wife, Terry, does Peacock stick in the Beningo house? Peacock. I think no in Joe's mind, yeah. He says... Hey, put, hey, Derek, can you put that show on with the doll? Because <laughs> <laughs> then it was worth every dime. They got everybody into the Peacock. We'll come back and take more of your calls. Plus, Nick Bosa said something about Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, and it's funny. Some people take it as a rip on Jordan Love. Somebody take it as a rip on Aaron Rodgers. We'll put it to the tiki chair. What did Nick Bosa mean with his quarterback comment of the Green Bay Packers. Plus, more of your calls. And is there a check I could write to make Sean never watch football ever again? I give Tiki credit. He spent the entire commercial break watching Ted on Peacock. <laughs> so you approve of the show? I do. That's what happens when you travel with an iPad. Peacock? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's one of the funniest shows on TV. It's good because it, it's it's the sitcom humor that we used to love. But it's raunchy. But raunchy. You're a raunchy guy. I've learned that about you. No, I just I just grew up in locker rooms, man. No, there's nothing wrong with it. I wasn't saying it like it's a bad thing. Right. You like dirty uh, jokes. Right. You like dirty humor. Go smash into that hole right that's there. That's you. And that's, that's fine. Bad tiki. I just didn't know that about you, but now I know that. Like, it, the way to make Tiki laugh is a dirty joke. <laughs> like, he wants something, like, sexual and dirty. Right. And that makes him smile. See, uh, yeah. scene one, Ted. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's such a dirty show that it's meeting Tiki's approval. Like those milk toast shows, that peacock. Now, Nick Bosa made a comment that I heard this morning, and what I thought was interesting is I heard what he said, and a lot of people took it as a real knock on Jordan Love, mm -hmm. which you don't want to do before a postseason game. You don't Billboard want any... material, yeah, you don't want that. Or bulletin board material, bulletin board, bulletin board. Material. Yeah, billboards a thing on the road. <laughs> it could be that too, right? And then others took it as a real shot at Aaron Rodgers. So here's Nick Bosa talking about the Green Bay Packers, and Tiki can tell us what the hell Nick Bosa actually, who he actually was insulting. Does exactly what he's coached to do, which Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer and unbelievable, but he kind of went outside of the realm of, of coaching, and and uh, sometimes it's, it's good when you have a guy who, who does what he's coached to do. Hmm. So Jordan Love listens to the coaches, does what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's wacky and he's crazy. Who's right. he taking a shot at? Well, I'm, no, he's taking a shot at Jordan Love saying they scheme everything that he does. Like all his successes are, are schemed, mm -hmm. which is actually not true. Even if you were just looking at a small sample, you look at the Dallas Cowboy game, a couple of those big early um, completions to Romeo Dobbs, which were you know both in-breaking routes, both dig routes, they were off schedule, right? He was like, nothing's open. I'm getting some pressure. I'm rolling out of the pocket. Oh, wait, there's my guy standing in this massive void because Christian Watson cleared everybody out, and he throws, this, he throws darts, right? A couple of them. The touchdown, the last one to Romeo Dobbs, was also off schedule. It wasn't like perfectly schemed and... He threw it exactly where it was supposed to go, and his receiver made a great catch. It was, oh, crap, this thing didn't work how we designed it. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, like, settles in behind the linebacker, and he throws it, like, side-armed underneath the defender and sticks it right on the lowest part of the ground where Romeo Dobbs is the only person who can make a play on. He catches it in a touchdown. So I, I, I think he's trying to be, like, half 
complimentary, but also saying he's easy to diagnose. But it's act, it's not actually the truth. Mm. Like if you if you watch him on film, certainly not in the Dallas game. You think he meant other games? Not in the he, Dallas game, I he, thought the same thing you just said. No, but he's done this all season long. I mean, how many times have I said, you know, I don't know if I've said it to you guys, but like he makes some of these throws. I'm like, dude, that's Aaron Rodgers. Right. It's no business making the throw. His feet aren't set. His his body's you know direction is not the right way, and he just flips it out there with his arm, and it gets where it needs to be with pace and accuracy. So, uh, he, yeah, does he do what Matt Lafleur wants him to do? Of course, right. That's one of the benefits of having a coach like Matt Lafleur. He's, he he can scheme success, which we were talking about yesterday. <laughs> but I think Jordan Love can operate comfortably outside of right whatever was prescribed on the game plan. So that's a shot at Jordan Love. It's a shot at Jordan Love. I just think it's a it's not it's not an accurate one. It's a dopey shot at Jordan Love. Right. By it Nick just, it's, it's it's making him seem less uh improvisational than mm-hmm. he actually is. My sense, and it's Wednesday, and we'll get to our picks on Friday. My sense is the Niners are gonna crush him. That's just my my feeling today on mm-hmm. Wednesday late afternoon is that you've got a 49er team that other than a blip in the road in the middle of the season has looked like the clear most dominant team in the National Football League. Right. The Green Bay Packers, for the most part, kind of muddled their way through a season. Now, I know Jordan Love has played better down the stretch, and he just did an excellent job against Dallas, and I give him all the credit in the world. But this feels like a buzzsaw. This feels like the Green Bay Packers are going to be playing out of their league, out of their britches, going up against as talented a team as San Francisco. And I have this feeling that that game is going to be the most unwatchable game of well, the weekend well, because the Niners are going to crush them. The interesting thing is that these coaches know each other extraordinarily well, mm. right? They worked together in San Francisco. The prior, they'd worked together in in Washington. Uh, I think he was hired some. Uh, he hired him somewhere else as well, maybe Atlanta. I can't remember where they, but they've been together a lot. Kyle Shanahan and Matt Lafleur, so they know each other offensively. It's going to be the defense that's going to be. Who has the advantage? It's clearly San Francisco. And look, I admit, Aaron Rodgers never beat the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. In the postseason, he was 0-4 against San Francisco. That was his Waterloo. Is that used correctly? Uh, his so. Waterloo? Is that Napoleon wa- lost? No, maybe the Waterloo is where you turn it around. I'm not sure, but it sounds good. The San Francisco 40... Wait, I'm wrong, Lugie? Lugie seems so confident that I used no, Waterloo incorrectly. No, a Waterloo is to be defeated by someone who is too strong for you. Yeah. Oh, so I got it right. The San Francisco 49ers have always been Aaron Rodgers' Waterloo. 2012 season, division around lost. 2013 wild card round, lost. Well, that was the 8-8 eight eight year. I kind of throw that one out. Mm. 2019, championship game. Who did they lose to? What do you mean? Like who they lose to the Niners? He's lost to Kaepernick twice. Oh, the quarterbacks, Garoppolo twice. No, stupids. What? Napoleon. <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> no. By the way, Napoleon. Speaking of things you can watch on streaming, I am really excited to see the movie Napoleon because yes. I couldn't get my wife to go out and see it because it was such a long movie. And I understand that. Like, ah, you know what, hon? Let's wait till it's streaming. We'll watch it. I think it's coming out on streaming devices. Yeah, in soon. two weeks. Soon. So, Tiki, What's can about? I wait to answer that question until I see the movie? <laughs> We're talking about Napoleon. Remember the leader of France? Waterloo. Napoleon. You know what it's about? It's the Battle of Waterloo. That's what I thought. I just don't know the details until I All looked right. it up. So now All I'm right. going to rabbit hole. I thought Waterloo was a town in America somewhere. <laughs> yes. I looked up that. I don't know who led France. 
Napoleon. But you know who Napoleon, uh, what's his last name again? Budamonte? Bonaparte. 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 I don't know who that is. You don't know who that is. I know Napoleon Dynamite. I know Napoleon the Dessert. And I know the Napoleon Complex. You never heard of it. Well, the Napoleon Complex comes from Napoleon. Because he was a tiny guy. Sure, yes. All right. So I didn't know that. And he used his, like, shortness to say, I'm going to invade other countries. Like, screw you. I'm tiny. I'm going to invade you. But Trudeau lost the Battle of Waterloo, which is why Evan's use of being Waterlooed was correct. He lost to the Prussian army, by the way. There you go. Thank you. And by the way, in three weeks, I would have known that answer because yes. I'm going to see the movie. Have but you seen I, it yet? I have not. Are you going to see uh, it? Of course. Do you want to have like a movie night over the Roberts? Less. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird day to hang out. Have was, a, was Napoleon the one that made the trade to give us the Mississippi Treaty thing that we did that with France? The Louisiana Purchase? Louisiana Purchase. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, out on Louisiana Purchase. I don't think that Napoleon was in charge. Then. Now, do you know um, who the president was who made the Louisiana Purchase? Oh, we had presidents then? I thought that was like... No, 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 we had a president. It's probably his best accomplishment as president, and Tiki has an opinion on him because he used to, didn't he create the college you went to? Yeah. Oh, Thomas Jefferson. Look at you. I'm so proud of you. I'm a professor. (laughs) (laughs) He's a professor. The bottom line was Aaron Rodgers never beat the Niners. That was my whole point. Right. And if you got Jordan, a history lesson because of it. And we got a history lesson. <laughs> and if Jordan Love does that over the weekend, I think I'll be pissed off. I think I'd be annoyed. I think Aaron if, you, if you're Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, I don't know. He's been saying all the right things. I No, no. He would never say publicly that he right. was annoyed. But privately, he would be really, like, it'd bother him. Especially, oh, no, this wouldn't be. It'd be better if it was the championship game. Because we, we remember, like, the yeah, championship yeah, yeah. game that Aaron played against the 49ers. They got destroyed. It wasn't Aaron's fault. The defense couldn't stop Raheem Mostert. Look, you got, you got it, rem- it'd be better if it was a championship. You got to remember something about human beings. And a lot of people don't admit it, but it's true. And I'll use a, an example from right here as a great example. Spike Eskin, our former program mm-hmm. director. He's still our program director for uh, the next okay. little bit. He decided to leave mm-hmm. to take a job in Philadelphia as an on-air host. Good for him. <laughs> Bye, Spike. See you later. <laughs> now... Spike's a good guy. So publicly, if he ever did an interview, let's say uh, Neil Best called him up. Mm-hmm. Spike would say, oh, man, I wish Evan and Tiki and Sal and BT and Bloomer and Geo and Keith McPherson and Big Mac. I wish everybody the best. Love those guys. Love the station. I was a family. Right? But would he really want the new program director to come in and all of a sudden <laughs> we're just like even bigger and stronger than ever? <laughs> like, would he like that? No, he doesn't want that. It's like I always used to say to Craig. Craig wants the show to be successful because he's a good guy. Yeah, but right. he would never want it to be that much bigger and better. Same I thing- spoke to Robert Sala last night. <laughs> Same thing with Francesa. Good guy. Uh-huh. Spoke to Mike recently. <laughs> wants us to succeed. Right. Would he ever? No. Because people like Aaron Rodgers, same thing. I believe he likes Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. I think he wants Jordan Love to do well. No doubt about it because I don't think he's like this bad guy to his bones. But does he want Jordan Love to beat the Niners like he couldn't? Does he want Jordan Love to win multiple Super Bowls like well, he couldn't? I wonder, of course I wonder not. if he's still a Packers fan. Aaron Rodgers. I've always I've never I've never won, I've always wondered that. Like Doesn't when you sh- leave your team and you become like so enamored with your new team, are you still a fan of that old team? <sighs> well, it reminds me of they had the pregame with Kelly Stafford and the kids, and the kids were really confused as to why they couldn't right. root for the Lions that night. Right. So it feels like the Staffords are always going to be Lions fans. Yeah, because it said the jackets they had on said Detroit-born, L.A.-raised. Because they're so, young. Right. Yes, right? exactly. So they're young. But, and, and Kelly, the his wife, said that they booed him. 
Yeah, that Which, the Detroit Lions fans booed. They had to. It was a playoff they game. Had they had to do but that. But her and the kids? Well, not the kids. No, they booed her and the kids. No, they, they, shouldn't boo the kid. they shouldn't boo the kids. That's just yeah, that's like make the vicious. Tiki, you, you, stayed, you stayed a giant fan, which is cool. I don't get that. And this is really, this is not me trying to pile but on But I was Rogers. always a giant. Yeah, when, yeah. When did I, when was I not a no, giant? I'm just saying in general athletes, like like Aaron Rodgers, thick of his blood in his career was right. with Green Bay. I just don't get the vibe Rodgers is going to care all that much when he's retired to be a fan of anybody. But do you think he wants Jordan Love to win a Super Bowl this year? No. No, that's my yeah. point. That's I don't think he does. But he's saying, like, is he still a Packer fan? I don't think he's even a fan of the Jets. No, like, you're, I, probably, <laughs> you're probably right. Let's, right. let's go to Pete in Deer Park. Good afternoon, Pete. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, man? Love your show. You guys cracked me up. Thank you, <laughs> I got to tell you, though, I'm an old fan, old school fan, and I thought the NFL was so greedy about wanting to charge us for this peacock, and I was miserable. My son was like, he had an ulterior motive. He says, yeah, let's get it. I'll pay for the 599 I said, no, I'll give you the money for it. He goes, no, no, I want to do it. I'm like, all right, no problem. Now, Evan, you guys are talking about this, this Ted. I want to freaking watch it. Now, I, you know, but I see how the big, the big, what do you call it, the big picture, they wanted us to, you know, Suck us in, and yeah. they did. And yes. now you guys are helping them. Well, Evan, I'm you're not, helping them. But, 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 Pete, I'm not trying to help them. I'm being honest. Like, I'm going to be honest about what I like and what I don't like. And the, the world of streaming is not this deep, dark place that's bad. The world of streaming is probably going to get us off of cable if you aren't already. Yeah. And you're going to get to be more powerful in picking what you get to watch. And, like, you, can, and you can watch it whenever you want. Right. That's Literally another. in the break, I was watching Ted. Yes. I wasn't sitting at home, had to dial it up on my TV. It's on my iPad. Well, and if I wanted to, I could put it on my phone. So you can watch wherever you want. I think that's what streaming is becoming. Well, I, and that, I think that's how younger people, Evan are consuming sports. 100%. Right? They're not sitting in front of, oh, I got to go get an, a 25-year-old or a 28-year-old, whatever. They're living in a small apartment with two roommates or whatever it is. They're not, we got to go get an 80-inch television to go watch a game. They're going to say, I'm either going to a bar or I'm going to sit and watch it on my personal streaming device. I agree with you. I agree. That's where the world is going. I think that and then the other, maybe not as bigger, maybe it's a little bit smaller aspect is I love choice. I like mm -hmm. to get to choose what I get to do. And I think in cable, for the last 50 years, we had no choice. Yes. Like, this is what you're paying, and you're going to get all of these channels. And I think the world of streaming allows us to have a choice on what we purchase and what we don't purchase. Mm -hmm. So NBC hasn't given me a dime. I don't work for Peacock. I don't Peacock. work for NBC. I never have. I never will. But I'm honest as a consumer. I'll be honest with you guys. I'll tell you what I like, what I don't like. You certainly don't have to agree with me. I love the WWE. That's why the Monday after the Royal Rumble, me and Lugie are taking over WFAN. Mm -hmm. and we're going to host a very special Royal Rumble recap at 6 o'clock called, for now, working title, Two Geeks Talking About Wrestling. Mm -hmm. I love wrestling. It's not memorable. But yeah, the, I thought the Royal Wedding. Yeah. If you have a better idea, we will gladly accept it. We're not doing the Royal Wedding. I mean, that's stupid. I guess this is that dumb oh, name. Oh, yeah, your, your name's great. Two Geeks mm -hmm. Who Talk Wrestling, I think it describes it very well, but whatever. Mm -hmm. When I have Peacock, Peacock, there are other things on it where I'm like, oh, that's good. Coco Beware on air. Coco Beware. On air. Coco Beware on air? It's like Rico Bronia. Oh, I get what you're saying. So we oh. honor the great Coco Beware, who I love, the Birdman, right. by just calling it Coco Beware. On air. On air. Because you're on air. That's not terrible. You know, that's not terrible. Not awful. Not awful. <laughs> that's not awful. <laughs> I got to think about that one. Right. Thank you, Tiki. I appreciate it. You that. know, it rhymed. It felt, it felt good coming out. Uh, oh, by the way. 
<laughs> Save that one. I was asked this question the other day. I don't know where my friend got this question, but it really got me thinking. And I really need to ask this question to Sean Morash. My friend says to me, Evan, I think he got it on Twitter, to okay. be honest. So someone probably tweeted this. Evan, if I gave you a million dollars right now, you never can watch football ever again, but you get a million dollars. And I'm like, Jesus, man. Mm. You're just giving me a million dollars? Yes, but you cannot watch football ever again. Now, for the sake of this, take out our jobs, because obviously we kind of have to, right. because we do talk about it. If I went up to you, Sean, and your wife, your wife's there too. She hears the whole conversation. I'm giving you a check for a million dollars. Here it is. Holding it right now. Cash it out. You can never watch football again. If you do, I got special wiring services all over your house. If you try to put it on, you'll get electrocuted. A million dollars, never watch football again, do you accept? <laughs> Tear it up. Okay. No deal. Okay. Two million dollars. No. Ten. No. Ten. No. Ten million dollars. No. Well, hold on a second. Tiki no. Barber just offered you ten million. You like it just change. Fifty. No. What? Stop Guys, it. have you ever heard the term money can't buy you happiness? Fifty million dollars? Bro, I'm gonna tell you right Rich now. Rich people don't say that, by the way. <laughs> Football is my outlet. Yes, it's my right, it's Luke. my once a week, and I love all sports, but football specifically because of the once Learned, a week nature. Move to England, learn to love soccer. No, I'm good. I don't want to be bored. It, football makes me happy. It makes me appreciate leaving Sean, my kids Sean, and wife for Sean, a day. Sean, someone offers you fifty million dollars. Now we're talking like you, it's over. You retired. You don't no. have to work. You're done. You and your wife can move wherever the hell you want. No, I love the Giants more than I love money. Can you get Mrs. Morash on the air right now? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No. I like, no. no. She won't be privy to this. Right. Um, she would accept like $100,000. Yeah, and then, like, divor then divorce me, take half, and then I'm out football <laughs> and a wife. $50 million you would say no to? Yeah, man. Not that. I can't do it. 100 No, there's no amount of money that you could give me to make me stop a watching football. A billion dollars. Yeah. Oh, I probably on. could get to an amount for any of the other three sports, not football. Really? Okay, so you could be bought on the other sports. Mm. Yeah, as much as I love them, there would probably we're talking like in the hundreds of millions. A where million like, dollars, know, no more Rangers. It's over. No, it's got to. I'm talking like a hundred million dollars. Five million dollars. I mean, again, I just I know we're playing the game. I told you, hundred million. I'm giving you five million dollars. You just never have to watch the Rangers again. You're good with the other sports. You will say no. Yeah, I, dude, I love the Rangers. I'm not. I, I get, it's five million dollars. You could buy the Rangers with this kind of money. <laughs> no, but then I can't watch them. No, no, it's the Rangers. I'm not doing that, dude. I love my sports too much. Tommy Lugauer. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that answer to you tells yeah, me everything. Yeah, I mean, let, no, no, give no, me no, no, no. I have exactly. Give me we got to start. Oh, like, give me a sport or whatever. Yeah, God. You're done with baseball. I'm done with baseball. Five hundred thousand dollars. No, higher. Okay, million dollars. A little higher. One point five million. Little bit higher. <laughs> Give me five million and Sydney Sweeney's phone number, and I'm out. No more Mets. To not watch the Mets and be driven nuts for the like, you know, six months out of the year. Yeah, that's uh, why. Like, I, I want to be rich. I kept thinking about this because I love my teams. It's more my teams than even the sport. And the more I thought about it was, all they do is give me pain. Bingo. Mm. All they do is give me suffering. And as much as like you dream about winning, but wouldn't you be curious? Because, yes. Like, you, you can't. Yeah. You can't just forget your fandom. I know. Like you can, can you put check it behind. the scores? You can force yourself for the money to not watch, but you would be, like, curious to death. No, 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 no. Guys, you're forgetting one thing. We could talk about the other sports for a second. Have you ever met maybe a wife makes a friend and there's a husband out there and you guys coordinate? You ever meet one of these guys that doesn't watch football on Sundays? Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Don't they come across as extremely weird to you? Yes, very much so. 
I'm the only sh- non-weird person that doesn't watch football is Howard Stern. Everyone else, I think there's something yeah, wrong with them. Yeah, and like, yeah. you ever think to yourself, what are these people doing on Sundays? Correct. I think, what do they do with their entire lives? Yeah, they right. either are like the weirdest people possible, the greatest family men possible. You want to be that? You want to be that <laughs> guy on a Sunday? No, you could keep all the money. Give me my outlet on Sunday. Yeah, but if I had $500 million, I'm going to be on a yacht with supermodels on a Sunday instead of but, watching the Chiefs and Packers. But so the I'm probably is, having a good time. Evan said a million dollars. Okay, so if the New York State takes half, you're going to be this guy going, let's, let's go pumpkin picking Go on higher Sunday. then. You know go what? Higher. Let's schedule every family event ever on a Sunday and really I, annoy people. I think, I think you're both right in this regard. I think there's a number where I'd say I'm out. Like, this will save me from my misery. But it's got to be such a massive number that I just leave the town. I leave the country. I go somewhere far, far away. And I just, I don't have the temptation. Like, I could never live in New York and give up any of my teams. Like, that would be torture. Right. That's like saying. you'd feel it, but you couldn't watch it. Right. Like, you'd hear about it, but wouldn't know. That's like going to an adult strip club and (laughs) having your eyes closed. It's like, what? what, what? And Sean was bringing up all those examples, and I'm speaking for Lugie here. If I had $500 million, wife gone, hit the bricks. And if I had kids, they are sent packing too. (laughs) Are you kidding me? See it. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. (laughs) That does not work for me. Tiki or Sean, right, no, guys? I'm only speaking for Loogie, me. <laughs> wow. All right. So there's no amount of money that would buy Sean off. I'm surprised. How about you, Tiki? No. Million dollars, no football. I got to watch it. Yeah, you've also had a good NFL career. Right? <laughs> He's also the only one in the room that's seen a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. If I gave you $50 million right now, you're done with sports. So you don't have to work here. You're retired. You go move away. But you can never put football ever on again. But you got $50 bucks. You You win? Probably. There you go. Wow. I think he's been bought. I'm easy. He's easy. I should have started with a lower number. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Kyle in West Haven, Connecticut. Hey, Kyle. Hey, guys. What's uh, up, dude? So proud, uh, proud UConn fan. I'm on my way to the game right now. First time ever nice. that they've been ranked number one that I've actually gone to a game. All right. Good luck. I'm very excited. Good for uh, you, but I, I just I wanted to expand on on the streaming. It's even better than what you guys are saying. Like I was in Miami for Yankees and Marlins this summer, uh, right before a cruise. I was able to take watching on the Yes app, take it and uh, throw it onto the TV, yeah. and share the screen. Yeah, my, you can catch so not, not only yeah, watch it when you want, where you want, and then I can sign into a million other uh, things. You, you know, with yep. a Marriott or a Hilton. So I mean, it is it is beyond just. You know, it, and it picks up on my account where I left off. So whether it's Ted yep. or whatever, I'm never. So I mean, we're I we think, are. It's just an embarrassment of riches. Right I now. agree. I think once a people are used to it, which I think we're at. Most people are used to. Hey, I got to use a streaming service for this or that. And once we've kind of organized it, because it's not fully organized. I think sports is still sort of dealing with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Someone, someone sent me a suggestion for WFN program director, and I think it's funny. Go ahead. Who? <laughs> He's available right now. Who? And I like him. You don't like some people around here, though. Chris Christie. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. You know what? That'd be good. I'd like that. Mix things up around here. Get a lot more catered lunches around here. <laughs> Well, what is what was what that even mean? Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six. Yeah, trust me, Chris Christie's around here. You better be careful. I Let's actually have there. a dark horse candidate for the future program director. Eight four four bad tiki. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine? That's a good call. <laughs> yeah, I think one's. I'm sorry. All the sports is more organized with streaming. The Mets, the Yankees. 
the Knicks, the Rangers. Like, it's all in one place. It's not an exorbitant amount of money. I think that'll help. And I think also, like, just everything being organized. There's so many services. Like, the biggest negative is, okay, I have Hulu. Okay, I have Netflix. Okay, I have Peacock. Okay, I got Paramount. Okay, I got this. And you almost lose track of what you need and what you watch. And so... I don't know. Maybe there's a, a world down the road where there's a bundle. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Where things just get easier. But yeah, it does a cable. little bit. Like Hulu and ESPN Plus and Disney, they're all bundled. Yeah. And That's so, true. Those are bundled. Those are all bundled. So yeah. what you're talking about with like the MSG and like all that's that's gonna start happening. Yeah. Because it just makes it easier and everybody wins. Right, the number gets a little bit higher. But that's what we but have it's a bundle. with cable. No. Cable is a bundle. Yeah, but but think about the content on cable. Yeah. It's the same stuff. No, you it's not. No, it's not, not on cable. And, and yes, it's not. It and it's not years. on demand. It's not when you want to watch it. Right, when I want to sit down and go binge Doctor Who when the new season comes out with Shudi Gatwa as the new Doctor. DVR, dude. Why DVR when I can just dial it up when I want to dial it exactly. up? Exactly. <laughs> right? You guys are just describing what already I, look, exists. By the way, I was able to get rid of DVR because I don't need it anymore. Exactly. But the point is, if we all just get to this point, it's all on demand. It's basically the same thing with a mind trick on you. What? What? It's no. just an advanced version of DVR. No, there's, there, is, there is very few occasions for appointment watching on TV anymore. That's right. And most of them are sports. Most of them are sports. Everything else, you you want when you want to watch it. Yeah. By the way, my brain is now just filled with random program director ideas. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Jerry Recco, I think, would be a great oh, program director. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, that's I'm not still bad. trying to figure out who was uh, the, the president of France. <laughs> the Louisiana Purchase was made to Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> the president of France? Right. They don't have, no, they don't have presidents anyway, right? Don't they have uh, prime, prime, minister. uh, prime ministers? No, I, I think at the time there was probably a king of France or the queen of France back in... Uh, Louis. Louis? Yeah, good guess. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.